Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode of Project Tahiti. It's a magical place. I'm one of your hosts, Jess, and I'm joined by your other host, Jared. Hello. Hello. Oh man, uh, we are recording this on the heels of seeing Endgame, so apologi- apologies if we are slightly distracted. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to record our Endgame episode next, even though it will come out like a month ahead of this, I think. Yeah. So, but... Uh, yeah, we're a little distracted. And while this was a great episode, it's also like one that's just very straightforward. There's stuff yeah. that it, there's definitely stuff that we will want to talk about in the spoiler section. But like, I feel like it's also hard to because otherwise we'll have nothing to talk about the rest of the season. Right. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I feel like this is this is the point in the season where things are just moving really fast and the plot is just moving forward. And we're finding everything out. Like, there's lots of resolution. Like, yeah. Yeah. This episode of our show will be just like basically introducing a bunch of new characters and elements that the show with this episode we're covering introduced with very i guess i feel like we will have little to add compared to other episodes yeah. and and specifically for me there's no comic book connections to point out <laughs> there's no new characters to be referenced or or locations or anything are you telling me they have not put edward james Olmos's character in the comics it is stupid that they haven't. Like considering right? some of the stuff that they do backwards, it's like I'm not saying he's not like a a no brainer like Harley Quinn or whatever, you know, adapting it backward from other media. But at the same time, yeah, like when you have an opportunity to like have the built in gravitas of Edward James almost for a character, I would use that if I were right? know, in charge of their intellectual property for sure. I mean, that seems like a a waste a wasted opportunity right there. <laughs> For sure, he's just like, like I we're we're huge Battlestar Galactica fans. Um, so I mean, I don't know if you've noticed us uh, fan casting Tom O'Pinnikin a bunch. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, see, he's appeared in the show never, and we've referenced him probably half a dozen times. Right, we probably so, talked. Yeah. We've probably talked about him more than we've talked about other certain actors that are actually on the show. Yeah, <laughs> like, the guy who plays Ian Quinn, who who is well good, and uh, and whose resemblance is the reason we bring him up. We don't even remember his name. Yeah, but, yeah <laughs> we like Hilo. We like uh, we, we like everybody, uh, uh, even Apollo and his uh, stupid uh, fat suit era. <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Everybody watched Battlestar. Slight spoilers for Battlestar. At one point, Jamie Bamber has to wear a fat suit, and like that's frustrating because. When it starts, like the first episode, it's good makeup, and everything after that, it's like they don't even care anymore. They're like, we established he's fat, you get it. <laughs> and it's just, it's very stupid. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's stupid, and it has that whole like, um, like weight loss is like character development type thing, which is so dumb. Yeah. It, or it shows that he, it shows that he's come out of his fog of depression or whatever. And like, it, I, I get, the lazy reasoning for it, but it's just that because of the lack of special effects, because of the way they glossed over the actual development. I don't know. It was, it was annoying, although it's slightly related to future thoughts on our show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, future past thoughts. You'll get this reference if you've seen our uh, end game episode, <laughs> but yeah. uh, at least there aren't, at least he's not the butt of jokes on Battlestar. They never went that route. Is he, I feel like he was, if he was, it wasn't excessive. If I feel like the admiral had a comment, but it wasn't a joke. It was like, "Dude, pull yourself together. Get, get, get your ass. Get your, yeah, <laughs> get your ass in shape or whatever." No, I think you might be. Or right. Or maybe his wife 
I think D maybe said something. I can't remember, but someone said something. We'll, we'll cover this on our next episode of Battlestar Galactica <laughs> Rewatch. Which, heck, maybe we'll have to do when we're done with S.H.I.E.L.D. finally. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be a feat. Long-term planning. In like two and a half years, we're going to go through all the Battlestars. Oh, my God. That would be a feat. Oh, and I can make references to the old TV shows that I watched as a kid instead of the yes. comics. <laughs> okay. All right. We might have another podcast after we're done with S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter, possibly. And I don't know, whatever whatever other Marvel show. <laughs> yeah, Disney Plus shows. We, 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 we might just have to do another one. <laughs> we might. I was thinking that there was a definite end to this podcast, but now I'm not so sure. <laughs> like, yeah, I, 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 yeah, we're going to want to do those Disney Plus shows, I think. <laughs> I think so. Um, yeah. And I I definitely feel they're going to get a lot more connection than, well, I mean, they're, they are movie film characters. Yeah. Yeah, since they're doing it now <laughs> instead, of, instead of fighting with the TV side, which, again, we will have ep- referenced in previous episodes. <laughs> Yeah, about our gripes about that. Um, let's actually talk about Shield since that's why we're here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> let's get back to it. We've only we've only been off topic for five minutes, and some of it did have to do with Edward James almost. So that is true. Which the he reigns supreme in this episode. Um, so before we get started, we are a part of the But Why Though podcast community. Uh, so be sure to check them out on Twitter at But Why Though PC and their website But Why Though Podcast There's been a lot of good pieces that have come out in the past month um, regarding Endgame and Game of Thrones and everything pop culture that you're probably watching and into right now. Star Wars too. Like, there's a lot of news and there's a lot of content. So go check them out. We're super proud to be a part of their community. All right. This is season two, episode 14, Love in the Time of Hydra, which is probably the worst title in this that we've come across so far, I think. Like, Top three, at least, with tracks being up there. I don't know how you feel, but I'm not a fan. <laughs> it's just, it's super cheesy for sure. Like, like, well, I don't. I also don't like what it implies between the characters that we're reintroduced to in this episode. So I think that's also why I'm grossed out. I think that's very reasonable, and and I <laughs> I I also think like it's a direct reference to. Up to other stories, like like what is it? Love in the time of oh, oh, love in the time of cholera. Yeah. So like, I get that it's trying to be cute or whatever, but it's also I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Yeah. It's so terrible. Yeah, well, and not I don't know. They're not even really. They're barely Hydra. The two of them. Yeah. <laughs> they're not even Hy- they're they're not even Hydra anymore. Like they're scrambling. Like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they were go- if they were going to have this title, they should have had it before they killed everybody in Hydra, like all the leaders. Yeah, last season during the middle of that, this would have made sense as an episode title. Right? As it is, it's just forced and not as cute as they think it is. I I don't feel like it's quite as bad as tracks because they don't even make an effort to explain that that's just it's like any episode in the future it's like oh this one they go to the circus so it's circus with it with a, a fake acronym we don't ever explain like, like, wow i feel like it's it's kind of like kind of their weakest attempt it, like i don't even think they thought it was clever they're just like just do it <laughs> no one will notice yeah and it makes me feel bad because i think that's the only episode that stanley ever appears on the show too so it's like the worst title <laughs> and stanley is on that episode god <laughs> 
Good job, guys. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, this was written by Brent Fletcher, directed by Jesse Bochco, originally aired March 24th, 2015. So this episode starts with Ward and Agent 33 at a diner, and they're pulling some Bonnie and Clyde bullshit to find a former shield scientist to fix 33's face so that's great <laughs> off to a great start my favorite character um our favorite character love ward just, just love him anyway at the playground you have something to say <laughs> about ward <laughs> the, uh, i mean <laughs> always <laughs> right <laughs> um okay back at, their, at the playground uh sorry i <laughs> Wow. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be one of those days. Um, at the playground, Sky's arms are, she's still injured. She still has stress fractures. And um, this is per Simmons' assessment. And then the scene, Simmons and Fitz start comparing Sky like to the Avengers, or at least Fitz starts off with that. He's like, oh, you know, she's like, she's going to learn how to control her powers and she's going to be as strong as one of the Avengers. And Simmons compares her to the Hulk. She's like, she's more like the Hulk right now. She's very dangerous. And yeah, because for first Fitz is like, oh, you could even be like Captain America. Yeah. And she's like, well, if she's like anyone. It's more like the Hulk. And it's not, I don't know. It's not like in a mean way, but it is like in a, in a very like reactionary and like scared sort of yeah. way almost. And it's not super cool. And what's funny is right before she said that, I was having a similar nerdy, like, comic book nerd thought where it's like, well, I mean, she's way more powerful than Captain America. Right? He's, like, <laughs> he's barely super powered. He's just like, I had, you know, I had, like, like, I had like, the same thought. I was like, if anything, she's like Thor. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, and, and I, did, I did have to adjust in my head because, like, in the comics, he's peak human ability so he's like just stronger than like the strongest olympian you know weightlifter mm -hmm. and just faster than the fastest you know runner so he's the best at everything it's impossible but at the same time it's like just past human capability just past reality and, it, and even like w before she got to the hulk process in my head i'm like well in these movies he did like hold you know like the helicarrier together and stuff like he's a little <laughs> he's a little stronger but also inconsistent because like he doesn't just like punch through walls <laughs> yeah. like, could, I, i'm sorry if you could do the helicarrier move he could punch through freaking walls like, like he just can't right. but in, anywho uh <laughs> yeah yeah i'm with her she is more like the hulk power wise she didn't phrase it cool no. <laughs> you could have been more like well really like, like like highlight that you're supremely powerful not that like i think you have mental issues or whatever right? like, it wasn't super cool um, also, and then they start arguing about how the Hulk would handle this situation. Like, like I did like Fitz's point <laughs> where she says, like, well, I think Dr. Vanner would, you know, absolutely cure himself. And she, I mean, she's technically right. But yeah. Fitz's point is like, well, he saved the freaking planet. So I'm glad he didn't have that chance. And like, yeah. that's a good, that's a good point too. I feel like I didn't really remember this part. And even though it's not a comic connection, it's worth mentioning. This is the episode that has like the most Avengers mentions yet, like, or MCU. Like, it's just like, yeah, I know we've had Fury and, and Sif and, and, and uh, Maria Hill already and everything, but this is different. Like, this is like, there's, it's just a topic of conversation before they would always dance around it. Yeah. The incident, the Avengers, maybe they'd say it a couple times, but this time they're just like name dropping everything, Dr. Banner this. Like it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. It was a fun conversation to to watch. And it's just it, it was like 
it was so relatable because I was like, oh, this is like a nerdy conversation that I totally would have had with like Billy or you, like in a similar circumstance. Like they're totally like on the same wavelength as us and it's fun. <laughs> it is. It's nice because it both feels like relatable to us as viewers, but it also really makes it feel like they exist in that world, maybe more than ever before. Like just because yeah. it is just so like matter of fact, like this is part of their universe as part of as shield agents in, in the MCU. So I know I, I like that scene a lot and it was good de- yeah. further development because like we've talked about, like Jim is on an arc where she's recognizing that sky is still sky, but, but different, you know, yeah. whereas like at first it was just like totally scared of the powers. And now she's like somewhere in between. She's, she's still on an arc, but she's going in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. Um, during the scene, the, the opening credits are still rolling. Um, and I noticed, like, I just happened to notice that Edward James' almost name pops up. And so um, if you hadn't seen any promo material for this, that would be, like, a huge surprise for you. Like, because there's no mention of him in, like, the like the season preview at the end of the next or the last episode, I don't think. Or was there? I can't remember. I, don't, I mean, uh, see, I'll bet. Hmm. I feel like they if they were going to do promo material, at, you know, at the time they would have used him yeah, when they aired it i'm positive he appeared in the next time on shield or the trailer that came during the credits yeah. or whatever but with how many people like watch stuff even you know even three or four years ago on online and on uh, on demand or next day on hulu or whatever it's like i bet a lot of people missed that i don't i yeah if, if especially on these kinds of serialized shows any of my comic book you know dc shows or, or streaming shows i definitely tend to immediately after uh, watching one if it isn't uh all dropped at once you know if it isn't a, a bingeable season i will go online and search for the trailer <laughs> I, I i but that's oh. that's me you know i i know that not everyone does that so yeah i definitely don't <laughs> yeah right as I, i'm sure there are viewers that uh had no idea where james almost was coming and then some that did and there's some that like do other things while they're watching or don't read credits really i i i think i noticed it as well specifically because i always put captions on and all the stuff about them talking was at the top of the screen because of the the credits i was like huh (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is exactly what happened with me and i just happened to be like looking down at the time and i was like oh that's cool like i wish i would have like screen capped that um so we could post it but anyway um it was just cool i was like oh cool like he's he's here officially where was I? Oh, so um, right? May, no, so May and um and Coulson are discussing Sky without her. Oh, <laughs> right, right. May is talking about how she wants Sky out of the field, and Coulson disagrees. Which I'm very confused because in the past couple episodes, Coulson has been very kind of all over the place. Like we're not really sure where he stands. He seems like he is pro Sky staying with them, but also like. I, I don't know, like there's an undertone of like he's, you know, having Gemma work on secret projects and it's it's very weird. And then May was very much about keeping Sky and now she's kind of done a 180 because she's listening to Andrew, like she needs to be out of the field. So this is, I mean, but she makes a good point. She's like, I have no idea how to handle her and I'm her SO. And Coulson says, well, this isn't Bahrain. And I don't know, these, these two characters are kind of, they can't make up their minds on what they want to do. <laughs> it's confusing. So now we go to, quote, the real shield. I literally put that in the notes because 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 I did. <laughs> um, 
Hunter and Mac are walking to a conference room, and once they get there, Agent Weaver, if you might remember, made uh, she was the agent that we met at the Academy, uh, played by Christine Adams. Yeah, and I mentioned her in that episode because she's one of our multiple comic book uh, actors because she's currently starring in Black Lightning as Lynn Stewart, the yeah. uh, uh, like an accomplished geneticist and scientist, and the mother of the two leads, uh, Lightning and Thunder, and. Uh, estranged separated wife ex-wife i don't know they're together but they're also not married anymore i think maybe (laughs) on the show but like long-term partner to the main character black lightning (laughs) and she's she's excellent and this show i'd forgotten because it'd been since seeds or whatever since we've seen her i've forgotten she has her real british accent because she plays american so often on television i'd forgotten like oh hey they kept their British accent on this show. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I forgot that she came back too. Like I was pleasantly surprised to see her. Um, but yeah, so she's there. There's a couple other agents that we're not familiar with. And then uh, our blo- All of whom are not based on comic book characters. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Which I was, I was shocked to be honest. Yeah. Like none of them, but they're all brand new. Interesting. I wonder, I wonder. Anyway, um, I, I don't even remember their names having rewatched this again. So, yeah, I, re- I recognized uh, Kirk Esavito from a bunch of stuff, like in- including uh, Fringe and a bunch of other things. Yeah. But I meant their ca- their character names in the show. Right, right, right. No, no, no. No, no. I, I can't remember them either. I, 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 I can remember him <laughs> because I yeah. recognize him. But, like, yeah. I remember there's a bearded agent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, which because I don't beards, re- But that's about it. <laughs> Because beards, hashtag because beards. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, so Agent Weaver's there, and then two randos that we don't know, but we will get to know in the next episode a little bit. And then um, our beloved Admiral Edward James Olmos is playing Agent Robert Gonzalez, which I love that he is playing a very, like, he is a Latino man on the show. There's no like weird like Johnson, you know, ra- yeah, ra- <laughs> no racial ambiguity. Like he is very much a Latino man, and it, and it makes me happy. Yay, representation. Um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm really funny. And in the notes, I put the admiral. I mean, Agent Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, 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 about- he's both. <laughs> Yeah, like he's Admiral he still has Gonzalez that. too. Yeah, people call him Admiral throughout the episode. I think he's c- commander technically. I don't think he's Admiral because I think he just has the one ship. Um, I thought they do call him Admiral, but you're probably right. I yeah. think they call him commander because I think there's a line. Not, I don't know if it's in this episode or the next one where he's like, "I'm still commander" or something like that. And I was like, "Oh, that was an, an Adama line." <laughs> um. Anyway, so he talks about how, um, and he's talking to Hunter because he's trying to explain to Hunter like what they're doing there and what this is. And he talks about how S.H.I.E.L.D. needs to have leaders that are held accountable and with transparency, which this is interesting because this is what Sky wanted uh, kind of a long time ago now um, and how far she has fallen <laughs> from that under the influence of Coulson. Um, and they start laying out Coulson's recent behaviors. And I, they did this in season one, too, when they were having issues with how Coulson was handling his team on the bus, where they lay out all these, like, you know, the recent missions that we've been a part of as audience members of the show. And it's like, we understand the context, so we know, like, the justification behind them. But they don't sound great laid out in a list like this. Like, they make him sound very irrational, like he's, like like some kind of alien sentinel like sent to bring up you know weird information out of the depths like <laughs> yeah he, he he says weaver thinks that you're like 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 basically 
controlled by them and like an emissary for them or whatever. And like, can you tell us you can you yeah. say with certainty you're not? And like it's almost uh, you can almost see the acting from Clark Gregg where he's like, yeah, but but he, but he can't. Like he wants to say uh. yes, but he can't. Like he like realizes, wait, damn it. <laughs> I, I guess I don't know yeah. if I'm being mind controlled by alien blood or not. I know, which it's like, this is all very valid because like Mac, I mean, this is the issue that Mac had in a previous episode. And like, like, if you look at it from that perspective, like, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. But like, we also know, like, it has greater meaning to the, the plot of the show. So we know that this journey was worth it. Um, but also like, it, it doesn't look great. <laughs> and um, Hunter's like, oh my God, Bobby would never buy into this BS. And then of course, Bobby walks in the door right then. And he's like, oh fuck. Like, and um, she's pretty quiet through the rest of the conversation. And then um, uh, Gonzalez is like, well, Bobby, how do you feel about this? And she's like, you know, I, or I think maybe Hunter says that, sorry. And then she's like, you know what? I agree that Coulson has been compromised. Like he's a good man. Um, he's a good agent and everyone emphasizes that he's a good man. He's a good agent, but he has lost his way. Um, interesting. And we've had conversations about that, how he's become very fury like, but also not fury like. Absolutely. Like, like, like just cause I don't know when even we talked about it in the Captain Marvel episode, how like fury, even when you look at him earlier, like he's sort of similar to that too, where he's got, he's more nurturing than like we realized, mm -hmm. I think. I just mean even in terms of just like secret keeping and stuff. Well, th that's what, that's what I was thinking is just like the conflict between the two, mm -hmm. like, like of this, like nurturing, like I'm, I'm here for everybody yeah. and I'm everybody's dad or friend or, or, you know, at least like, uh, like brother in a brotherhood type, you know, c community, but then also like keeping all these secrets and compartment compartmentalizing everything. Like they both have this like dual nature. Yeah. It is. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. It is interesting. I was going to say, I almost feel like they wear different faces and hide the other side. Like they're two sides of the same coin where like, like Fury pretends to be cold, cut off and compartmentalized completely, but he actually really cares about the people he cares about and has great affection for people like May and Maria and Coulson, but, and Tony and you know whatnot. But then at the same time, like Coulson, everybody knows he's, on their side and he's their friend and he was the fanboy or whatever the Avengers. But at the same time, like he's keeping all these secrets, like all this stuff is just below the surface level that nobody knows about except for May or, or at this point, Sky, you know, like it's interesting. That is interesting. I've never thought about it that way, but it's very, that's a very astute assessment of them. Like I was, yeah, that was great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot, but no, it's totally true. Like, you think of Coulson as this like lovable dad teddy bear, but really he's he's very much still a spy and he's very much the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, you know, he is doing shit behind the scenes that he doesn't feel everyone needs to know about. But obviously the the real S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't agree with that. So they take issue with that, of course. Um, back at the playground, Sky is going on a trip somewhere with Coulson. He's like, you need to pack a bag. She's like, OK, cool. Um, and. Sky gives this old yeller reference. She's like, I'm starting to feel like the dog and old yeller. And uh, Coulson's like, I'm surprised you know that reference. And she's like, well, Fitz has been talking about how, nonstop about how much he wants a dog. And Coulson says, oh, I thought he wanted a monkey, which, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so glad this joke is ongoing because and also I'm glad that I know about it now, because I, if we hadn't gone to that panel, I would not have remembered that this was a joke. 
that was. I think like, so too. Like I think we, we would have just passed over us from the one reference the first time. Like, but now now that we know, we can look for it every time it happens. Yes, and then there's another. So in in a future episode, there's another scene where where Fitz is like taking a monkey statue out of something, <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god, there it is again. Like, so we'll have to reference that when it actually comes up when we do that episode. But it just made me happy. After the panel, we know that like it's not just something that a couple of writers keep throwing in. But, like, it's a topic of conversation for them. <laughs> I know. And it's like actually like an Ian thing. It's not just a Fitz right. thing now. <laughs> no, it's really, it's great. I love it. I'm so glad that we're privy to that joke now because I see it everywhere. <laughs> he has his, he has his uh, monkey on the preserve that he, uh, the nature preserve that he sponsors that uh, Elizabeth would like to believe is named Elizabeth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he still can't remember her, her name. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Sky and Coulson are on the Quinchet and they're talking about their their dads. Sky's like, oh yeah, my dad's a psychopath. And Coulson's like, you know, I don't remember a lot about my dad, but we did work on, you know, this Corvette together and it was great and I really appreciate that. And, you know, he, he it's like this little allegory for, for Sky being the Corvette, like, you know, it's really cool. Like it can fly. Like it's, it's has all these enhancements, but really it's still just a Corvette underneath it all. And she's like, I'm the Corvette in this story. Right. <laughs> like, which Kate Colson way to, way to be typical old white man telling a story about cars and relating it to women. Good job. <laughs> well, and I just feel like in addition to that, just like dumbing down, giving a metaphor of, of for what someone is to their face without saying it. It's like, like great Sesame Street style teaching to an adult here, but like, right? I, I don't know. <laughs> and that's why it's it, she. That's funny. It's funny that she calls him on it. She's like, just to be clear, like I'm, right. you know, like she's like, you're not fooling anybody, Colson. This um, is this is maybe peak dad Colson because it does. It feels I, like it's something Alan Thicke is explaining on an episode of Growing Pains. It's like, oh, I get it, Dad. <laughs> like, it's like, come on, dude. Like, like, just have a conversation with your subordinate and friend. Like, don't. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, yeah. <laughs> I just had a vision of 30 Rock of uh, Tracy Morgan's character doing a flashback of him in a, in a Thomas Jefferson biopic where he's the old gardener at his house when he's a little <laughs> kid. He's like, like, when you think about it, America's a lot like this apple tree. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. It wasn't Thomas Jefferson. It was, it was uh, John F. Kennedy because he, he looks at the camera and goes, John Fitzgerald Kennedy, but it's just a little kid he's talking to before <laughs> that. <laughs> but that's, I feel like this is very much that, I don't know, it is super dad advice and old white dude advice, like, or, yeah. or comforting, I guess, not advice, but it's, yeah, it's I, stupid. <laughs> it's a little it's, stupid, but she does call him out on it. So I feel like it works in character and in story. Yeah, absolutely. I feel the same. Um, so while this is going on, Agent 33 is trying to, oh my God, Agent 33 (laughs) is trying to choose a face and she's looking through this fashion magazine and she can't quite find one that sits right. And this is another scene, but I'm just going to talk about it all at once because I don't want to have to talk about this any more than I want to (laughs) because I don't like this. Um, so... Ward leaves and then he comes back to the hotel room and she's laid out dinner for them and and she walks out and she's wearing Sky's face and she's wearing like a sexy like nightgown. Because the first part of, of, you said they were two different scenes. The first part, Ward's like being really sweet to her and kind to her and it's very much Ward's signature like 
underneath it all super greasy <laughs> like like, yeah. like like just squeeze inducing like style that he he has the, uh, manipulating people i think where it's like based in truth and these but but it's still so manipulative and gross and yeah but, but i feel like in this case it's genuine i'm so confused <laughs> i i think you're right but i think it's it, it's highlighted by a point that you have in the notes that he says later on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, 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 because I think you're right. Like I think like, it is somewhat genuine, but she is so messed up by, I think everything by the Hydra programming, the 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 face melting thing with that's not her own. She has a lot of reasons why why uh, she's been traumatized. Agent thirty three, and the only like the person who pulled her out of this is him. So she has like a big attachment toward right now. And she feels uncomfortable by his like flirtiness and, and affection. And then when she does come out with, with uh Sky's face in the next scene, she's like it, before they reveal the face, cause cause it's May's voice still, which you, yeah. you mentioned we were talking about yesterday uh, before we recorded, but, but like, like it's May's voice. And they, like they do the reveal where she's like, I was trying to think you know, of something that I could offer you or something that I could give you that you wanted. It's like the dude was already flirting with you. He's already been nice to you. Like he doesn't need you to to put on the woman he used to like's face or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's yeah. super gross and super trippy oh. that it's that it's Chloe's face and Ming Na's voice. But it's Ming Na playing thirty three. Oh, but it's supposed to be somebody else. Yeah, yeah, right. No, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's so weird on so many levels. And oh my God, they start making out and then Ward pulls away and he's like, no, I don't want this. He's like, Sky's the one who shot me. Like, I'm pretty, I'm not insane. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> you're not insane. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> That moment, it's like this combination. It's this one-two punch of like him stopping and being like, hey, whoa, whoa. I, I recognize, you know, I have my issues with Sky and like, I, but I'm trying to get over her and blah, blah. She shot me. I'm not crazy. It's like, self-awareness and then <laughs> the ultimate lack of self-awareness right like, it's, it's it's so amazing it's like i'm oh not crazy God. i would never do this and he says like the most rational thing in the world but it's like i'm upside down and keeps walking and it's just like wait what it's like this guy's how is someone so rational so disconnected from her own reality at the same time but i feel like that's that's just ward at this point he's super <laughs> super fucking rational like at times like almost displaying, displaying like a Sherlock Holmes like like awareness of his surroundings and of everyone else, but at the same time he's so deluded still, but like almost aware of it. Like that line, it's so crazy. He's I so know. close to knowing who he is, like really knowing himself. But he's just not quite there yet. Like the fact, just the circumstance that he's in right now, like the woman who rescued him after Sky shot him, they're trying to like go, I don't even, They. I mean, they reveal what they're going to do at the end of the scene, but like, like what are they even doing? <laughs> like, Honestly, like, I'm annoyed like, with with uh, Mo and Jed for making us this interested in a toxic white straight asshole that we both hate. Because <laughs> like he is fascinating. It's like he he's is. like he's like ninety percent of what we would need to feel empathy for the character because of his background, upbringing, and stuff. But because of just every opportunity he has to set things right, that he doesn't. And how close he is to to being on the side of right or or 
having a reasonable motivation at least like but just he's always just off from where he should <laughs> <Yeah>. be <laughs> that character he is so frustrating because I don't want to talk about him anymore. He's disgusting. He disgusts me, but he keeps coming back. <laughs> but he yeah. but captivates. Uh, <laughs> he keeps appearing and like, like they, they do such a good job developing him that it like, I know that we, they keep bringing, sucking us back in. It's like, stop making me interested in this prick. <laughs> I know. And- like this, this scene is literally like not even a full, probably three minutes. And we've been talking about him for like six for like, minutes. Yes. Like, and we're not even done with the scene yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's frustrating too, is that it will be, it would be more frustrating if it felt like everyone else suffered. But for the most part, I, I think that like with the rare exception, we actually get a pretty great development of everyone else. So it's not like we're not wasting the show's time on him. It, but yeah. I want, I, but like you said, I wanted them to just stop. <laughs> and they have at this point, like slight spoilers. We're not talking about him anymore <laughs> like, like in future episodes, but gosh, it takes a while. <laughs> It really does. And, you know, I get it. Like, if I had Brett Dalton on, you know, my cast list, I wouldn't want to give him up either. Like, he is such a compelling actor, and this character is so awful. They they snuck it in because the way the the reveal went in the first season, like, it also makes you, I think, underestimate his ability as an actor in the first season. Yeah. Like, they don't stretch him at all. He seems shoehorned into this, like, very, like you said, Bond-esque character. Yeah, he just he was it, we just felt like unnecessary. Just like you already have Colson and and May. May. It's just like what the hell is that guy adding? I mean, it's it, they use it really well, but it's just like no, he feels awkward and I feel like it's very meta in a lot of ways like overall in the fullness of the show, but no, no. We we got it's it's not a love hate, it's like a fascination hate relationship before. <laughs> it's got to <Yeah>. stop. <laughs> It's like it's like watching like animals like eat each other alive. Like you can't look away, but you're also disgusted and you're like, okay, I don't want to watch this. Like there's like death and there's pain and but I can't look away. Like it, but oh. it's like it's the weird dichotomy because like it, you know when you're watching a nature show, you're not judging it because it's an animal doing survival, and when you're watching this, you're not judging a real human because they're not real. But it, you know you're definitely you're still put through that ringer of emotions as if it were a real person. <laughs> but you're like, yeah. Hey, why is the worst <laughs> thing happening? <laughs> like, um, absolutely. So in the scene, we're still in the scene. <laughs> so agent 33 talks about how she doesn't know who she is and she's still wearing sky's face. And she's talking with May's voice as she's talking about this. So it's so confusing. And she talks about like how Whitehall completely took away Kara who she is and so she has no idea who she is anymore and wards starts talking about how like yeah my family pretty much erased me and then garrett they're bonding over their trauma about their identities and he's like sometimes you just have to dig in and express your feelings which he's referring to how he dug in with his brother dug the fucking well out <laughs> like good lord um but he's like, look, I have I have this offering of closure for you, um, which this is back to your point of like he's 90 percent of the way there. And then he just fucks it up because he's like, oh, he's being so sweet and supportive. And then he's like, oh, I'll offer you closure. We're going to go get Bakshi like so you can fucking torture him and feel better about this. <laughs> like, 
that's not the way <laughs> it should have gone. <laughs> like, very sweet of you, but no, not quite there. <laughs> it's like instead of being like, hey, we should get help. It's like, oh, I know. I know what we do. We torture other people. Yeah, not let's go find a therapist. <laughs> yeah, let's, <laughs> like, turn, let's turn ourselves in and figure out how to rebuild ourselves as humans. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's uh, make payment for the sins that we have wrought in the past against other people. Let's let's keep the let's keep the cycle of torture and trauma and hatred going, and just like be weirdo, crazy Bonnie and Clyde bad guys, <laughs> right? With who don't know who we are. We're just identity less. <laughs> Or have or have any ad, any agenda or purpose? Let's just hate, yeah, <laughs> lash out because we were abused. God, oh, it's so it's so nuts. Anyway, so um, thirty three is like, how are we going to get to Bakshi? Like he's in U.S. government custody, and Ward's like, oh well, you can change your face, so we're going to go do this. <laughs> so I don't know if I mentioned this, but apparently she can save up to three faces in her in her face software. <laughs> yes, because her mask is is fixed. Yeah, like and and in that, like it goes to a point of what you were talking about too, of like their identities and everything. And and Ward, you know, uh, Ward even has a, a comment when she, you know she talks about how she doesn't know who she is anymore because when the in the scene where they have her uh, her mask repaired so that she can't in, impersonate other people and whatnot, and they say that she can save up to three faces in her memory. Uh, but she has to do a facial scan based on something, based on a photo or a, a, an actual encounter with someone. And he's like, oh, you could find your, a photo of your old face. And Ward's like, I don't know where we'd find it because of the whole S.H.I.E.L.D. redacted agent stuff and whatnot. Yeah. And he's like, plus, I don't even know what she looks like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, he says it's so offhanded, but like, I feel like it's so fucked up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it just adds, oh. it just really highlights like, how to her and to the person who cares about her most right now, she is like a cipher, like she's like a blank space. Yeah, it's it's really sad, actually, if you really think about it. Uh, oh, it's so sad for her, and like it just adds to the grossness that is Ward, <laughs> even though this, this one isn't really his fault. <laughs> it's just the circumstance he's in, but he's still like depersonalizing a woman yeah even though even though it's not like this isn't him deciding to be a monster or whatever it's just the circumstance for for once he's not to blame <laughs> god um so 33 disguises herself as talbot's wife um and <laughs> which means we get adrian pazdar we do and it's a great adrian pazdar episode oh my god so talbot's in his office talking to his lieutenant and he's i don't even remember what he's saying but he's making her very uncomfortable and she's trying to leave and he's like well let me tell you this story and then she's like oh god i'm still stuck here oh, it's, it's he's totally the guy i've mentioned before the simpsons guy yes. <laughs> just shouting nonsense this is peak talbot it is <laughs> this is he's practically yeah he's practically yelling at, at, at gomer Pyle. oh my god so anyway, the security office calls and they're like, oh, your wife's here. She left her ID at home again. He's like, oh, it's a little early for Taco Tuesday. And then. Uh, <laughs> 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 but he's like, oh, send her up. Um, and then um, 33, when she gets past security, she changes into a different officer and um, goes to do whatever she's going to do. Try to find Bakshi or whatever. And then Mrs. Talbot calls uh general talbot like apologizes for being late in traffic or something yeah, to yeah and he's like wait a minute 
And he's like, wait a minute, that mask is back. <laughs> like the mask that, because he was impersonated by the mask before. Dude. Right. He has, he's like, experienced this already. Has- Although it's the one where he was upset with Coulson for not like recognizing that he would not say any of the stupid crap that they said oh, posing as him. I know. And, and I, I love it too because, like, I, on a personal note, I love tacos. Anyone <laughs> who knows me knows how much I love tacos. But I find it really sweet that every Tuesday his wife comes and has lunch with him at work. I know it's like, adorable. It's, it's, it's super sweet. But also, he's just such a goofball. He's just so over the top, and it's amazing. Oh my god, we're not even to the most uncomfortable scene yet. So she calls and says she's stuck in traffic. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, that 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 mask is in play. Like, shut down the base." And then he calls in all the female staff into this room and oh my god you already know that this isn't gonna go well because we already had a preview of what he's like with his lieutenant of like just being awful (laughs) like oh my god (laughs) so we'll come back to that in a second um So Coulson takes Sky to this this old cabin in the woods, and there's you know he mentions that the Hulk spent some time here at one point, um, and he gives her that the, these bracers that Gemma made. So this is what Gemma was making for her, and it basically um, it helps her uh, not injure herself um, when she's trying to shake stuff or trying to control it, um, and it's supposed to like help her heal. And um, and they, they look like like compression you know braces or, or things that people actually wear. Pretty yeah, much. yeah. Um, and it's just sweet, like she's like what is like why are you doing this like and he's like look you're one of the few people that i know i can trust and i want to make sure you're taken care of and he just is he's a very he's very dad colson in this there's lots of dad colson in this episode um and I, i it's it's just the best like i love them i love their relationship um so meanwhile, at the playground, um, May it comes back and she's talking to Mac about Hunter. She's like, oh, no, you know, no luck with Hunter. And Mac, you know, makes up this story and you can tell that she knows something's up. So she's on to them, which thank God. <laughs> um, here we are back at the U.S. Air Force Base. So Talbot is interrogating everyone. He goes, he's going down the line asking them questions like he knows only they would know together. No, and they're great. Like <laughs> like like one of them is like he he asks like like when was the last time I got your name right, soldier? And the woman's like like thinks about it for a while. Like not because it takes any time to come up with the answer, like debating on whether or not to answer it truthfully. Right? <laughs> she says never. And he goes, That's right. <laughs> like he's, he's so happy that he doesn't ever remember this stuff. <laughs> like every one of them highlights how he's a bad leader or a dick, and he yes. and he revels in every one where he's like, "I knew it," and, and he just grabs a lady's face at the end of the line and starts yelling at her, and it's not her. <laughs> it is absolutely not her. Oh my god! Like who put this man in charge of the U.S. Air Force? Like, it's, it's perfect TV comedy, but at the same time, like, like as far as I can tell, the only reason he picked her is because she was the last one in line. I know. Like, it was insane. It's such like it's like desperate teacher stuff where they try and turn all the kids against each other, but it doesn't work. Yeah, and they're just screwed. <laughs> Oh my god! And all of this was pointless because thirty three changed into a dude, and so she's not even in there. <laughs> oh my god! So they grab Bakshi, and he tries to get her to comply, and she knocks him out, and she's very pleased by that. She looks at Ward like, "Look what I did." <laughs> um, and then Talbot's wife shows up in the hallway with tacos, and Talbot pulls a gun on her and tells her to get he, on the ground. He thinks she's thirty three. It's so great. <laughs> oh my god! And he's like, 
Carla, honey? And she's like, <laughs> I'm so scared. She's like freaking out, like crying. Oh, like, well, naturally. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh. They had a standing Taco Tuesday date, and he just threw her to the ground and pulled a gun on her. It's insane. And oh. <laughs> his line, his line coming up where he's like, you almost ruined my marriage to Cole. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's amazing. Oh my God. Talbot is just one of my favorite comedic characters on the show. <laughs> it is because they make him fit in, but he is so funny. It's, it's, I think it's my favorite Adrian Pazdar ever, like for sure. Absolutely. And this episode is just like peak Talbot, like to the worst, but also the best of Talbot. <laughs> Although I, I also really do, I highly recommend everyone check out the cartoons with him voicing Iron Man just to hear him doing his Robert Downey Jr. impersonation because <laughs> it's pretty solid. Like, like you can still tell if you know if you know it's him, you know it's him. But it's funny. Oh my god, I can only imagine. I need to watch this. I'm sure they're on YouTube. I could just like watch a clip. Oh, I'm sure someone's put together a highlight reel. <laughs> so funny. Um. Oh my god, I'm like. That- He's just so good. I can only imagine how fun he, how much fun he has on set being this ridiculous over the top character too. <laughs> just like, because he's played some very serious blast. roles. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, he's just such a caricature, and it's so good. Um, so back at the real shield, um, Bobby comes to apologize to Hunter, and um, you know, Hunter talks about how they first met, and he's like, yeah, you know, you you were trying to get intel out of me when you first met. It's not a real good base for a marriage. And he's like, and, and in the end, you, you still got that intel, which, oh, oh, man, like, this is very, this is obviously a pattern in their relationship. And Hunter is like, look, let's, let's leave and just start over. Like, forget S.H.I.E.L.D. Let's just go. And she won't. She won't leave. Um, and so he runs off and he realizes that they're on an aircraft carrier in the middle of the ocean, but he gets into like some kind of escape pod and and jettisons into the ocean. And okay. <laughs> He's like, doesn't want to be around that much that he would just float in the ocean over sticking around. <laughs> Says a lot. Um, so back at the playground, Fitz confronts Gemma about Sky and like, oh, did you give her these, you know, what'd you give her? Like, what was the, her gift or whatever? And um, Sky's, or I mean, Gemma's like, Look, I'm just trying to fix her, which is the wrong thing to say because Fitz gets very upset by that because obviously like that was the same thing that he felt that she was trying to do to him and he didn't like that and he's very defensive and and protective of Sky right now. And he's like, look, Gemma, the scariest change in all of this is you, which damn, he is not wrong. Oh, he cut her to size, but it was really well done. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they are not on good terms right now. Um, and this is the scene where uh, Talbot is Skyping with Colson and May and he's like, you know, my, my marriage, <laughs> the, the marriage line. And then, and then he has this line. He's like, tell me you'll get those sons of bitches. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite is when he is begrudgingly on Colson's side where he's right? like, fine, I'll let uh, you, I'll take credit, but I'll let you keep doing it. Fine. <laughs> but, like, like, because there's totally moments like that throughout the series and i don't know I, I like it better than when they're just butting heads because it's still not, they're not like allies exactly but i don't know it's the, it's the best use of them yeah i agree um and after they hang up um the faces that they make after they're done talking to to talbot it's always great they're just like oh god <laughs> like that guy um but colson talks about how he didn't feel right leaving sky at the cabin he's like Did something about it just wasn't right like i don't think it's the right thing to do um and then which is sweet like you know he knows he knows that she's not dangerous um 
sad. He's have, he's very conflicted right now. Um, and, and Coulson asks May, like, um, what'd you find out about Mac? And she's like, well, I don't believe him. I know they, so both of them know something's up. Obviously she, she was asking Mac questions under Coulson's direction. So, um, back at the real shield, um, there, the conference room is talking. So they have like this, this board where they make decisions as a group. It's a democracy. They have a vote. <laughs> and so um, they're talking about Colson and Bobby is like, look, I consider Colson and his secrets a threat and we need to quote, remove the threat, which is kind of a scary thing to hear from Bobby. Um, and they talk about how Hunter has about um, 12 hours before his pod hits land and they don't know like what he's going to do and they need to find him before anyone else does before he starts spilling all the information and bobby's like i only need six hours <laughs> which good lord so she wants to go back to the base essentially and go back and hold her cover it's not this is not bode well so the end scene is 33 finds her real face scars and everything and uh ward comes up and he's like hi i'm Grant, it's nice to meet you. And she's like, I'm Kara. And then they, we, we go and we see Bakshi sitting in front of a TV and a, apparently he, they're going to brainwash him now. So, ha ha, got you back. <laughs> God. <laughs> and that's the episode. <laughs> oh, traumatized babies creating more trauma in the world. It's just great. Very healthy, not crazy at all. We already talked at length about how excited we are to have the Admiral in in Agents of Shield, so we're gonna we'll talk about that at, at length in a different episode, I think, because we get more of him. Um, but the one thing I want to talk about is like there's so many Hulk parallels in this episode, and it continues in next in in upcoming episodes. And I was just wondering what you think about that because I know that people were speculating that Sky was going to be She Hulk before they found out that her name was Daisy Johnson. That's true, and I think I I, I was reading about that because you brought that up. I because I wasn't um watching them as they were coming out which we've talked about you know many times before that i didn't know that a lot of, i didn't i wasn't aware of a lot of the fan speculation and discussion going on yeah in, in real time but uh reading about it i guess that was in an interview uh that she had uh that, that chloe bennett had right after the kind of i think maybe maybe before the power reveal but after the reveal of uh, uh, her parents. She said before okay. the question was, who are my parents? And now the question is, who am I? Like, am I She-Hulk? And she asked that in an interview and that oh. like spawned it. But I guess the, the the three biggest contenders, according to a couple articles I found, or, or, or there's more than three, but like uh, several of them were, I think because of the rumors of, a uh, Captain Marvel movie being in development, but not actually being on the slate and whatnot. They were thinking it have something to do with that. So there was rumors of both Phyla Vell, who I mentioned in our Captain Marvel episode as the daughter mm-hmm. of uh, of Marvel in the comics, or uh, mm-hmm. even Carol. People suggested people suggested she was Mantis before Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two was announced, Ooh. or any of the, any of the details on it. Uh, and She Hulk was a contender because of that. Spider Woman, Jessica Drew, Spider Woman was one that people thought. So it's uh it's interesting mm-hmm. to think about that. Like cuz to me most of those don't make sense. Some of them like I'm not sure how She-Hulk works because Hulk is one of the very few movies that Marvel doesn't have complete control over. They have con- control over the the studio yeah. stuff and over the production and creation, but they but it's something that they share with another studio for actual uh distribution. 
And so that's why, yeah. like on a lot of these official lists, even though in the books and official, like all the official stuff released from Marvel Studios and Marvel about the MCU in, in the last like months leading up to and promoting uh, Endgame, uh, they've all referenced material, including the Incredible Hulk, but they don't actually tell you to watch the movie. They keep talking about 21 movies, not 22 on the official t-shirts and image they don't have the logo for the for the incredible Hulk, oh. which uh i think it's been simply because it's not 100 percent marvel that's something that they have to share so similarly yeah. she hulk i'm pretty sure would fall under that umbrella and so right. I, I mean i would think similarly too i mean they could use her as a feature in something else so i feel like of all those things is spider woman is owned uh, or not owned by but the film rights are tied to Sony because of Spider-Man and because mm-hmm. they were never going to make Captain Marvel. If they were developing her as a movie, they weren't going to introduce her on shield, you know? So I mean, the only yeah. two that made any real sense were She-Hulk and Mantis. And I don't know. I, I think the cynic in me would have assumed if it was, if those were the real options, it would have been Mantis because uh, yeah. she, She's supposed to be Asian, right? <laughs> well, yeah, she's biracial Asian. You know, I mean, she's supposed to have a, a yeah. German father and a Vietnamese mother. So it's like, it's at least for Hollywood, it's not bad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's depressing. <laughs> but you, you know, all Asians are the same. Don't you know this? <laughs> I, I hate <laughs> that. That well, I mean, that's the newest Hellboy movie. Uh, that's uh, Daimyo is uh, supposed to be uh, biracial with a, a white and Japanese heritage, and instead is played by. A, Korean man, and he's great, a great actor. But come on, <laughs> like, I have complicated feelings about that because I feel like if you only, I don't know, like there's not enough roles out there yet to allow every all you know all Asian actors to play all these Asian characters specified to their race. So it's like if an Asian actor gets an Asian role that's actually Asian, like that kind of makes me happy at this point. (laughs) So like, as long as it's not (laughs) like, sadly, the bar is so low. Like the fact that some of these characters are not whitewashed or like whatever it it, like, okay, that's a win. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I I completely agree. I think for, for me as someone very much on the outside, it it just seems like I I would never begrudge any of the actors involved. I, but I do get very frustrated with like casting directors and studios that they don't put the effort or thought into it because I think we all know, we talked about before, like with the best person for the job, that it's bullshit. If they made the effort to look for it, they could find it. You know, it's. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's, there's a, a new show on the CW that just started that I think Ben Stiller might be an executive producer. It's like some dramedy, but the main character is like trying to solve a crime and she's a blind woman who is the only witness to a crime. And they said this big, basically defense, pre defense of casting a sighted actor as the main character. They're like, well, we tried really hard to find a good blind actress, but you couldn't find one. It's like, bullshit, bullshit. I don't care. I don't <laughs> care if you saw 2,000 people. It's like, that's not enough because they're out there. And, and I don't, I don't know. It's, yeah. She's not playing Daredevil. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no, there's no fucking right. excuse for just someone without superpowers to not be able to play something that they're absolutely the most qualified to play. So I don't know. And, and yeah. I feel like it's the same exact thing. Like, like, it's like there absolutely are, you know, biracial Vietnamese actresses out there. So why would they cast Chloe Bennett, you know, in an ideal world where they, people made the effort that, that I think is deserved of, of everyone. 
Well, and it's even dumber because Chloe Bennett was not a known actress. So it's like, right. okay, you know, you're able to find a half Chinese, half white <laughs> actress, but you can't, that's not well known that has, you know, this is like her pretty much her first big acting gig, like, but you can't go out and do the same for a half Vietnamese, half German right. person or whatever. Like, so it's even more dumb. <laughs> like if you're going to use that excuse. No, I'm, I'm, I mean, we talked a lot about how happy and how cool it is that uh, Chloe's real life uh, heritage, I think, has now gone gone backwards and influenced both, you know, the clearly the character on the show, but also the character yeah. in the comics. Like, I think that's great because, well, like we said, and I still stand by it. Uh, she was never going to play uh, Angelina Jolie was never going to play a teenager, a character at Agents of Shield, or probably even a character as minor as Quake. But I mean, maybe not. I mean, because the Eternals aren't yeah. huge characters, although they probably will be. Uh, and and uh yeah. I'm, I'm we we need more accurate uh representation but like you said like any representation is is appreciated but we it's like the like when we talked about uh in captain marvel like people wanting or seeing uh a romantic relationship between maria and carol it's like i think that's great but i think we should we should stop having to fucking fight for or appreciate scraps and it goes across the board like we shouldn't be like yeah. well at least at least they they guessed you know an asian actor to play daimyo and hellboy which is absolutely much much better than casting a, a british white dude to play they and tried ab- ab- <laughs> and they did they absolutely did they tried to get away with it but thank goodness that they didn't but at the same time it's like we shouldn't even be at that point like right we should just be, we should be beyond that yeah like like if a character is freaking from iran then you don't uh you know audition a bunch of people who are ambiguously brown you uh, audition a bunch of yeah. uh, persian <laughs> actors because that's what you do <laughs> i don't know yeah it's it's frustrating. We're getting better, um, but we I, we still have a long way to go. I think absolutely, absolutely. Um, kind of got off topic there. We we're talking about the Hulk, and then we yeah, talked right. about representation. <laughs> yeah, it's always on our minds. Um, I was just wondering if maybe that was like kind of a like a a, a fan because I mean, like there were a lot of people that were speculating that, and I don't know if that was just from that interview or if it was before that because I don't know. Um. And she was just kind of referring to the rumor or to the speculation. But I just thought it was interesting that there's so many Hulk parallels, like in this episode and in coming episodes. Like, are, is that their way of like saying like we hear you, fans? Because this is a like, I mean, we saw on the panel at WonderCon, like they very much listen to the fans and they appreciate like our support. Oh yeah, well, and, and in our research, uh, which to, admittedly, I think the most research we've done on like past fan stuff has been entirely motivated by that monkey yeah. tidbit. <laughs> Uh, even though that is the case, <laughs> I, I looking up that we saw like how interactive they were. They're like, we listen. We're gonna throw in more monkey jokes. Yeah, <laughs> we got all your monkeys. <laughs> like, like, no, like they care about what fans have to say, which is cool. Like, I don't mind when shows don't. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, it's it's definitely nice. And uh, no, I think that that's a good point. Like that definitely could be that this was a response to that a little bit and like in like story-wise like at this point i feel like if you know the characters of she hulk and hulk like from the comics you wouldn't make those assumptions at this yeah. point because of the way her powers have expressed themselves because of the clear i mean they've said inhuman yeah they've said terror yeah. <laughs> like hulk's not inhuman like like but 
like you said, like like acknowledging that those parallels. I think that definitely there could be something to that. It could be like because of that fan theory, a, a wink or a nod, or even like something that came out naturally, like from thinking about the, the those parallels because of the fan idea, and then just like developing it naturally for the story, yeah. which. I like all of that. I think all of that's cool. Was this the set where Natasha finds Tony, uh, uh, Bruce, or or is it supposed to look like it? Is that supposed to be the same cabin? I have no idea. <laughs> that's my that's my MCU connection question. That was what the first Avengers film, right? Yeah, because it's where he recruit she, where she recruits. Uh, yeah, Bruce. I have no, I have no idea. And I, honestly, I don't I think it might be supposed to I don't to really be. want to go back and rewatch the first Avengers film, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I just did this last week, which uh, like 90% of those movies I watched of the 21 movies I rewatched, one of which, you know, was out of my control because it was in the theater. It was Captain Marvel. I rewatched these uh, files on my VLC player on my Mac. So I have the capacity to control the speed of the playback <laughs> without... Oh, altering the pitch of the sound it self-corrects so people aren't chipmunks and all the sound sounds right but just faster uh and i did do that on a couple things like specifically thor dark world <laughs> and avengers and avengers age of ultron the ones i don't really enjoy very much and i have to say both avengers and avengers uh, age of ultron less so dark world are infinitely more watchable at 1.5 speed <laughs> It's not quite twice as fast. It's halfway between regular speed and twice as fast. But I feel like I could just gloss over a lot of the stuff I don't like. I'm like, you know, I don't even care if the story doesn't make sense in the first Avengers movie. It's so much fun. And the action sequences, when they're that much faster, are Oh, I bet they're... A little... The only thing it highlights is how especially stupid Hawkeye is. You're just like, yeah. Well, guess what? 600 arrows a second still. Like It doesn't matter how much faster that is. You're still firing arrows at those guys. Like, you're pointless. Oh, my God. Why are you you here? But no, I did a... uh, I do not ever need to watch (laughs) that one or probably any of the Iron Man movies ever. Oh, yeah. I've seen them enough. They're, they're, my brain's all full up yeah. on them. Um, I had some spoiler section discussion stuff, but I think I'm going to save that for next episode because we get a little bit more later. Oh, definitely on the couple aspects. Yeah. I put Hunter and Bobby in as a spoiler section discussion, but I feel like there's like we've seen a little bit of development in their relationship in this episode, but I feel like we get so much more in the next few episodes. So I will fully admit I, after seeing Endgame this weekend, I was in mourning mode for this uh, chapter of the MCU. And so I went and binged the rest of season two just because I needed something to connect to. So I, I'm like, I know what's going to happen and I know like I'm fully aware of like all the nuances in the characters now. So this, that should be cool. Cause like <laughs> then our next regular episode, you know, we will be uh, able to really start to get into yeah, spoilery, yeah. spoilery stuff. Be fun. Yeah, exactly. So I was kind of, I'm kind of, kind of glad I did that because now I have a better um, handle on like how much we should discuss up front versus how much we should save. So, um, so no, it's good. There's, I think this is the first episode that we don't have a full spoiler section and we don't have any comics connections really, except for Hulk. (laughs) So, which is not even, it's more of an MCU connection anyway. So, um, weird, but 
I don't know, extenuating circumstances. It's been a weird weekend. Yeah, and we will have another one where there's not really any direct uh, comic connections next week. Uh, but we'll have fun stuff to talk about. And there's some thematic stuff, I guess, with other S.H.I.E.L.D. stories. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. All right, on that note, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, if I'm to be found, I can be found at I Snow Nothing. Like our uh, last season of Game of Thrones happening, I guess it'll be right towards the very end or right after it ended uh, by the time this comes out. So he uh, still snows nothing. Guess, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah for, for sure. Well, he's, he snows one thing that he didn't he didn't before. And he doesn't handle it well, so it's great. I, I gotta say, I wouldn't either. <laughs> it's, it's not great news. Oh lord! <laughs> no, no, nobody wants to hear that. Ugh. God, especially not him. You got over your good. You got over your girlfriend. You got over the love of your life. Oh yes, oh, this new lady is pretty cool. She's straight. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, you can find me at Space Jazz with four S's in the Jess, and you can find the podcast at Project Tahiti on Twitter, or you can send us an email at Project Tahiti Pod at gmail Thank you all so much. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, is it? And uh, don't forget to check us out at But Why, though, as well. Yes. Oh, we are now on Google Play, which we will have been on Google Play for like a month now. <laughs> but this is the first time. <laughs> That's true. This is the first time we're recording an episode, in a, a regular episode in a while. Um, so, yeah, uh, congratulations to all Google <laughs> phone owners. You can now listen to us not on some random uh, podcast app. You can listen to us on Google Play. I would say, and, and and it's a future for us, but we can tell them in the past. <laughs> I guess that's true. We could like <laughs> it's pretty crazy. The first this is the first time we're in our in our timeline telling listeners that we're on Google Play. Yes. But you will have already heard it a month ago. You will. Whoa. <laughs> we're having time travel like plot going on in our own podcast that's wild that's right that's crazy <laughs> all right thank you guys so much for listening to project tahiti it's still a magical place <laughs> catch you later bye